Hey team, welcome to Every Day with Gareth Jim and Zed. And this afternoon, I'm happy to welcome Kaz Adams onto the show. Um, go way back, fitness trainer, PT, BJJ, master of the floor dance. So welcome to the show, bro. Kia ora, bro. Kia ora, Tefano. Uh, obviously, as um, the bro said, my name's Kaz. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I just have a passion for training people and trying to um, help them with their own performance. And um, yeah, I've got a background. I went to uni, AUT University, did uh, my bachelor's degree in exercise science, and then I've been a PT and t- done the SNC thing on the side as well for the past decade. And then I've recently got a move to BJJ as well, which I'm loving. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Awesome to see because um, the whole transition too, because you, you played a bit of league A for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, did you go Aussie for that, or? Yeah, I. Um, so, I was playing rugby um, from about eleven years old, and then uh, when I got to about twenty-two, I transitioned out and then just started playing league for the uh, Otahu Leopards. Yeah, and um, I played one season there, and then made a couple rep sides, and then um, I was just like, my mate was over in Sunshine Coast, Australia, and he had a team up there that was linked to. Um, like the feeder teams for NRL. Mm. And it was just like, bro, if you want to come, you can get a job and you can play some league and stuff and see if you can crack it. And then just before I went over, I did my PCL with my knee. Oh. <laughs> like the week before my flight. Yeah. And then I went over and I just tried anyway, but then it was just like injury after injury and yeah. things just didn't end up lining up. But um, but I ended up playing a bit of league over there. Got to play a bit of Q Cup as well, which was fun. And um, yeah, just, yeah into the league scene hard over there. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you go to Sunshine Coast up the Queensland YA, like it's huge there. It's like, it's, yeah, bro. Bro, it's a religion. Between, between um, Brisbane and um, the Sunshine Coast, there's a few big clubs that feed the likes of the Storm and the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was awesome, eh? Like I yeah. played against some of the players in the NRL, like Cody Walker and that. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just the whole experience was so mean and I met some amazing coaches as well. Yeah, so. yeah. I always just take the experiences from, from all of that stuff and meet a lot of cool people. Yeah, so you've been involved in um, like the fitness industry, like the being a personal trainer, but strength and conditioning is, I guess, your love of sports. Would it made that transition really easy for you then, you know, to step into yeah, that no. space? Eh? Yeah, I think at school I told my dad, because my dad was the driver for uni. He was like, bro, you got to go to uni. Yeah. And um, he goes, because he was working there as well. And uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something related to sport. And yeah. so, like, I think there's a lot of us Polynesians in that. They were that kind of transitioned into sport mm. and rec and um, just, just stuck stuck it through that. And then PT is such an easy thing to, to push off into as well if you don't want to do this and see stuff and you want to try and get some money faster. Yeah. So, you know, like, everyone kind of follows that route. Um, but then what you realize down the track is, like, money comes when money's done, you know? So, yeah. It doesn't matter what you do as long as you do heaps of money, it'll, it'll, it'll show up. And um, so, yeah, I just started working harder. And now I've actually transitioned back to more SNC, and I love it way more. Um, yeah, yeah. I just love the aspect. And uh, I guess it's the direction that the training takes. And then even the planning around the training, it's not just you're turning up to sweat and burn a little mm. bit from moving. It's like, why do we do these movements? Um, how can they make you better at other movements or, you know, Improve your performance overall. Yeah, yeah, I love it. yeah, man. Because there's a there's a real science behind S and C. I think it's um, you know, if you don't kind of know, or if you haven't been an athlete and you haven't experienced it, you kind of you know, you'd kind of like, oh yeah, they just lift real heavy and they do certain things. But 
there's sort of these incremental increases that you're looking for eh? and there's sort of I don't know I mean from your perspective man how do you I mean it's how do you program that eh? for individuals because individuals it's going to be about what they want and then their mindset and then how their body moves man you're, you're looking at so many different um, parts eh, in an individual yeah man it's um without trying to get too far into the mental side of things because we know like how important that part is mm. we try to um put it back to what you just said and it's like what do they want you know yeah. so um, when we can figure out like what the athlete wants and what they need and how how they um, scale up to someone who's a high performance athlete, then we can fill in the blanks in between. And then mm. all the programming stuff has already been done for us. Really, we just go pick up the right ones for what they do. Yeah. So um, I guess that's why I like it so much is because it's kind of like a puzzle. And I'll get an athlete, and he's here or she's there, and they want to be up here, and I've got to see like, well, who's already there. Mm. and fill in their pathway between here and there, the most logical route, and then prepare them for, like, the obstacles that are most likely injuries and other things as well, you know, and then every time we hit one of those, like, what's the next best route so they can still progress? So I guess that's why I just love it so much is that facet of it. Yeah, yeah, and you're so right too because it's like, it is a puzzle. And, and, And then you probably see people that are like, and he or she, that'll be really, really amazing, but they're kind of not yet, and you're trying to f- figure that pathway out for them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, that must be that must be super interesting in your perspective then too, like working with athletes along, like actually yeah, definitely. figure yeah, up junior A. Definitely, 100%. I think one of the areas is um, youth uh, are so much fun to train with mm. and work with because there's just raw, a lot of them that come through the system looking for help, they just have raw talent. Yeah. And, when they're at that stage, it's really easy to just mold it into anything. And yeah. they don't really need much in terms of um, like a training program. And that. Mm. What they really need to be doing is, well, it's always different for the individuals, but that's mm. the fun part, I guess, is, you know, like figuring out what that is specifically for right then and there. And then, you know, working on it together and seeing them, seeing them change just through those little parts. But the other thing with youth is it's also really hard to train youth because, a 14-year-old boy and a 16-year-old boy are so much different mm. in terms of all of the biological changes that they have yeah, at that yeah. time on their yeah. own, you know, without any help or any yeah, training yeah. program. Yeah, yeah, so true too. And I think it's um, the same for anyone who's kind of like going down different athletic pathways as well because their body composition eh, and their strength and their, their aerobic and their speed is going to be slightly different and you have to queue up things differently for yeah. every single person so it's kind of like you so i think you you know it is a puzzle and then trying to figure out the best movements for them but do you find like working with athletes too like that they try to accelerate themselves forward you know what i mean like i mean i mean how do you control those shortcuts bro yeah uh sometimes they don't take care of themselves and usually it comes in terms of like an injury oh, yeah. um, or an injury not fully repairing. Um, so that's the main, I guess that's probably the main thing that I always worry about with athletes that try to take a shortcut is when you miss a step out, that's what you, that's the biggest problem of every athlete, mm. that every athlete faces is, yeah, is yeah. injury, right? So you're trying not to get injury or you're trying to manage injury. Mm. And the way we do that is through the programming because otherwise yeah. we could just make you do like everything to your nuts fall off. You know, yeah, yeah. That's just that's the way that we choose, but that's why we manage it the way that we do. And um, so it's probably more apparent in the younger athletes, so my adolescent ones that I've had in the past. Yeah. Um, even going up to as old as like 22, 23, when they just think they've just, I've just got to make it right now. It's got to yeah, be now yeah. or never. 
Yeah. They have that pressure, the external pressure of the coach and all these other things. Yeah. And, um, I guess the way we manage that from an S&C point of view is to tick all the boxes. Yeah. Um, so is the strength on point? Is the fitness on point? You know, is there speed on point for mm. the sport? And then we can go and work with the other coach that's the skills coach and be like, what are they missing here? You know, yeah. And then we just do like a general what can I, what can I affect checklist because yeah, yeah. it's to play out. Yeah, man, 100%. I think it's – um such an interesting aspect of training because, you know, obviously in America, you, know, you look at NCA and the, and the colleges, bro, they've got strength conditioning coaches for days right across the board in the athletic departments. And I know in New Zealand, obviously, there's strength conditioning coaches involved with different sports and all the rest of it, but it's still, I don't know, I think it's still relatively at an infancy stage here, especially for general public consumption. You know what I mean? Like for Joe Bloggs coming off the, off the street, coming in, who's just... I just want to be a, a better person. I want to be healthier. I want to be fitter. I want to be stronger. Um, that access yeah. to S and Cs normally is at high performance units, you know. And um, yeah. And you know, I guess from my perspective, like having you on shows that show that S and C is available for public consumption. And there's people like yourself that are out there that are doing really good work. I mean, your, your Instagram videos are pretty uh, are real mean as, and your short stories on Instagram are I think really really useful um, soundboards um, for takeaway stuff for 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 people eh? like energy systems i think last one i, I saw was the one around um movement you know about you talking about yeah yeah and that was really cool so i'll be quite keen to so if you want to delve into that a little bit because i think that's a lot of people get confused over the movement side of things you know moving and then moving with intent and understanding what that actually means you know what i mean yeah 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 i think that's that's really um super relatable to what everyone's doing right now. Mm. So like you've got so many home workouts that are occurring uh, in our current um, situation. And a lot of people, because I'm on a few different uh, Facebook messenger groups, like um, one of them's like a, a gym that I used to work at. Mm. They throw up like a random workout, just like a booty burner or something, or yeah. like, a, um, like a one that's real high intensity. And mm. The question that a lot of people don't ask themselves is like, why am I doing these movements and what is it for? Mm. You know, they just do it because it burns or it makes you sweaty and that's, that's yeah, yeah. a lot of people's achievement, right? So, yeah. <laughs> But that's us in the SNC um, world is, is not enough because it doesn't give me feedback on how you have improved. Yeah. Right. So I guess that's um, it, it comes back to how you SNC. Mm. So if you're going to do strength and conditioning and if you're going to be coached, the way that it's usually done is we test, um, then we implement, and mm. then we reassess. So, mm. like, if we can run everything through that, then it always makes sense on what is being implemented. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess I missed the step on, like, we plan before we implement, like, yeah. based off the tests, right? Mm. And then that becomes individual to you because whatever scores that you get on the test is going to be different to mine, and then mm. I have to apply more strength through my legs and you've got to do more upper body work or whatever, you know mm. and then, and then when we reassess, you can see if it has improved or not. And yeah. I guess that's why, and that's why we implement um, a lot of the training strategies that I use is like with program design and that it's not all random and it's, yeah. it's trying to work on those specific things. Um, I do a lot of group programming at the moment. However, a lot of the stuff can be altered to become specific to individuals. Mm. So I guess, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing with program design at the moment, and that's the harsh reality of Instagram and 
yeah, yeah. that you have available at your hands. Yeah. It's just like if you go to Google and write a hard workout, you know, you're going to get some high intensity yeah, yeah. crap that's just like, you know, jump squats and burpees to you. Yeah. Can't move and, yeah. But there's no, like, the thing that SNCs do the best is why, you know? Mm. And then that, the question we always want to ask ourselves, and I guess that's people, yeah, we would probably get confused as what's the point in asking why, and that's why. Yeah, man. Um, and you're so right, too, because I guess with COVID 19, it's just been this flood. Flood on um, Instagram. I guess Google search doesn't, you know, and how analytic, analytics work is. If someone type in home workout, bam, and now you got millions of people typing that in. So all of a sudden, everything's at the top. Even stuff that was um, on YouTube three or four years ago. You know what I mean? Like you would see it too. You're yeah. like, I'm, I'm kind of like, what? What the hell? That's like four years ago, <laughs> and it's like, and it pops up um, out of curiosity. I'm like, oh man, that's that's kind of nuts. And then I think Instagram too is like, uh, there's a couple of good. I follow I follow in the states and stuff, and they put out heaps of good content. But they've been doing it for a long time, you know. They've been yeah. doing it for a long time, so they've got a rhythm and a and a reason and the and the explanation of why has been sort of as really really sound. And um, yeah. and I think I guess from your perspective, because you're you're doing online stuff now, or you kind of have to because of COVID nineteen. I mean, it, how is it easy or is it hard to actually do that to coach online? From your, you know, because you, you, I mean, you'd, I would expect you'd, you know, you'd like the face to face and the physical, you know, um, ability to be there to look and see, because you know you can see those little yeah. minute correctional things that you can do. But how, how is it? 100%. How is it programming trying to coach online? For, uh, writing the programming yourself is not too difficult, but mm. um, we have a we run a Facebook group at the moment for um, pretty much anyone. It's free. And yeah. All of our workouts are going out free. And, yeah. Um, the the good thing about it is you get your programming and you can ask me questions about yeah. the movement. But the bad thing about it is I can't see you. Yeah. So yeah. I don't one hundred percent know if you're moving exactly how I've said. Yeah. And then I don't have videos linked to the um so yeah, I don't have a video linked to the actual workout. So mm. you can't watch how I did it and yeah, try yeah. and take that. Yeah. But even when people do, like I've I've been PT long time i can yeah. tell you there's some unco people out there and you yeah. tell them like oh just squat yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah the amount of different squats i've seen yeah, you'd be surprised and yeah there's like like you said there's minute details that um people forget or the burning sensation takes over and fatigue kicks in mm. so all the details go out the window especially yeah. if you're not trained in that type of movement yeah you know? yeah so that's where the coaching becomes so important um i know a lot of coaches that do online that do um first uh, sorry, last exercise mm-hmm. video, and you send it back. So oh, yeah. They can analyze it. Yeah, yeah. But even that is like, it puts a real um, difficulty on because when I coach, I don't just look at you like this. Mm. I stand on the side, yeah. I stand behind. Mm. I need to see everything that's happening. I need to see yeah. the upper back muscles, the legs, yeah. everything, you know, so, yeah. and then we can crank it out. But yeah, it's really hard, to be honest. The answer that I have is it's really hard to manage people online. Yeah. I haven't done any like live videos yet. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to wait for that. Yeah, bro, that'd be pretty mean, eh? Um, and I think that's such a good point too. It's like it's hard. I think people don't get caught up in like, okay, you got an online, you get the program, but realizing that it's difficult for the guy or the person or the woman the other end who's coaching that mm-hmm. they can't actually see from different angles. So I think yeah, yeah you're right. I, I guess um, actually that's probably that's probably why I do those Instagram videos that I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, where I go into deep detail with yeah. movement because yeah. I do a lot of movement tutorials online 
where I talk about what we're trying to achieve when we mm. do a movement and how to do it so that you achieve that. And then I, yeah, I guess that's, that's probably what I'd hope for is that people would watch a range of those videos first and then achieve yeah. the movements because once they have that understanding, because most, most movements are quite similar. Like if you squat and if you lunge in terms of like weight dispersion through the foot, it's mm. very similar. You know, they use the tripod foot. And if you press or if you pull, the position of the upper body is pretty much the same. Mm. You know, like you're trying to activate similar muscle groups to create support. Mm. And then obviously you create movement. So if you can nail those by watching those other videos, then I guess that's how you could do it. Um, it's quite funny you mentioned that too because a few times I've video different movements that I do just to check, like form check, you know, and then maybe because I've been training for so long, but then I get all super critical, like I'm, my sort of position and now I'm like, man, I thought I was like real flat, but actually there's this little weed, you know, and um, and yeah. I do, and I'll probably say to people, if you, you know, if you can't get a chance to talk to Kaz online and that is just the video your movement and then just go back and watch it, eh? Because what you think, how you're moving yeah. in your head and you look at the video, it's like, hold on. I thought I was moving like, but I'm actually moving not that good. Um, yeah, that's so true, man. Like that whole self analysis, yeah. say, just take a take a video of yourself for like d- doing a squat on your squat, eh? And you'll go like, oh, okay. Um, my my actual picture yeah. in my head is not the same as on there. Um, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that has a lot to do with um, people's intent on things they do as well. I got a funny story. But yeah. When I, when I was playing Maldives, uh, I was playing Colts, right? Um, yeah. I think we were playing like North Island Colts and one of the boys was videoing me yeah. running the ball. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, Kaz is a hard running, he'll run straight through this guy. And the guy literally like touched my legs and I fell over. Because yeah, yeah. I had, I guess I put it in my mind that like, um, we, we, we practiced that so much, I guess, that yeah. kind of like getting a little tackle at training and then you're, you're training yeah, yeah. good delivery of the ball. But I hadn't been practicing like running really hard so yeah. no one could tackle me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I watched the video back and just was like, "What am I doing?" And after <laughs> that, you just flick the switch, eh? and yeah, just, yeah. every type of run that I've done since that day mm. has been like with the most intent. Yeah, I think that's the other thing, like with the video that you mm. can see with yourself as well. Is like you may look, you may think like you were struggling with the weight, or you may mm. think you're moving a particular way, and you can just analyze and change. Because yeah. I've done a lot of that with um, back squats and that, and just to. Just to check alignment, you know, um, especially upper back, and then how the rectors are going, and and, and just to check, yeah. you know, looking for um slight, you know, off and percentage wise. And I am, I know I am, and I am when I see the video, I'm like, damn, yeah. And I know that's always on my left side because the left side's the side which I had my shoulder operations on so many times oh, that it's like everything's out of sync. But yet, if I don't video, I think like, man, yeah, now my back's got, and that's mean. But then I'm actually I'm off slightly, and it's it looks really it looks really awkward. But yet in my mind I'm thinking like, oh man, it's pretty mean. So it's good to do if you can't get to see a coach during those times, just to take a video of yourself and just go back and have a little look eh? and just go like, bro, oh man, I'm off. And then then reach out. I think it's a pretty good thing if you can reach out to someone like Kaz or anyone else and just go, hey man, check this video. I think I'm slightly off. What, what's my problem here? And, um, and just yeah. ask. Hey, eh? that's the thing. Hey, people kind of don't ask. As well, eh? Nah, I've put it out there before as well. I've said to people, if you want to send me videos of you mm. doing movements just to be analysed, um, then I'll, by all means, I'll do it for free. Yeah. But the thing is, um, see, like a back squat, you wouldn't really think that your upper body would play much part mm. in changing the way that you move. Something that's quite leg dominant. Yeah, yeah. You know, but 
people don't realize that you know like small positioning cha- position changes of the hands mm. and effects you know especially someone with an injury so yeah. my partner had a shoulder injury and um she used to back squat and she used to back squat on an angle like oh this. yes yeah and this is when i was starting my pt and that's so I, I hadn't like seen all these things before and for ages, I thought it was her legs. And mm. I was like, there must be something wrong with your lower back, your legs, mm. you know. And then she told me, I've got a shoulder injury, and I watched her set up her arms and her mm. elbows were different. So yeah. one's and one was back more. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, there's a mobility issue. Take your hands right out. And so we took them out, and then I ended up putting them in the um, safety bar position. Yeah. And she, her squat just changed back to normal. Trade yeah. around, I was like, heck, you know, like yeah. this all these small tweaks that you can make and it's not, not even anything to do with your back your legs it's something up here that's going wrong and it could be something like a finger injury a, a wrist impingement you know that yeah. affects the way that you squat or deadlift or press and yeah, yeah so having a coach analyze movement that's why <laughs> nah and i think that's kind of like a couple of points that we need to cover off one is obviously you and your partner in regards to sort of the training you guys do and the fact that you guys between you have more six packs and uh house that's got a family of six, um, but also um, <laughs> true story. True story, guys. Get on Instagram. There's more. There's more abs in these two than there is in than than, than there is in ten people. <laughs> just yeah, just want to um, yeah. So you guys training? I mean, I think some advice for people training at home, um, and from your perspective, being a professional and sort of seeing it, and you, you and your partner train a lot and have trained a lot at home but also in facilities so you've got that expertise you know you've got that history behind you guys but for people who are now having to train at home sort of some advice or some tips in regards to maybe around you know i don't know how deep you can go but in selecting an appropriate program to suit their needs you know what i mean because some people could go oh hey yeah oh that one there looks all mean as i'll just do that and then also about having limited equipment and then, hey, that's okay not to have limited equipment, you know, because yep. you can utilize other things. So it'd be really cool from your perspective as a you know, professional in that space to sort of to go into that yeah. and then we can have a chat about you and your partner and what you guys do because you guys are a pretty fit couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, I guess, yeah, it comes down to a range of things like uh, obviously – availability to what you have so mm. if you have if you're limited for equipment then you obviously have to choose a different program and then um if you have heaps of equipment to choose from then you want to choose the right program mm. if you ask any snc most of us will um, usually recommend like resistance training so that's like strength stuff uh, mm-hmm. at least three or four times a week mm. and then maybe some cardio based stuff a couple other times two or three times a week depending on how many trainings you want Mm. But bare minimum, you want to train about four times every week with two or three of those being main resistance training. Yeah. Um, luckily for you guys, we offer a, a free no-gear own training program. Yeah. So you don't need to have any gear at all. You just need a towel. I'm pretty sure everyone owns one of those. And yeah. um, it's basically got everything that you'd need to improve your strength still. I think maybe that's the question really is like, can I still get strong yeah. um, without any gear? You know, because... That was my main worry coming into a home gym. So I did snag a whole bunch of gear for my gym before we went into lockdown. But yeah. if I didn't, um, I utilized a lot of tempo stuff, mm. a lot of pause stuff for um, for maintaining and building strength. Yeah. You'd be surprised at how much different 
a push-up is when it takes you 10 seconds to go down. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's simple things like that. Um, so, yeah, so in terms of choosing programming, you want to make sure that your program is benefiting your strengths, so mm. helping you to, to build strengths. So a lot of the tempo stuff I use on my No Gear program. Yeah. Um, and then the same idea with if you do have weights, is like you just want to make sure that you've definitely got a strength base in there. Um, I have actually been reading up on MAS at the moment. So if you don't know what that is, that's um, maximal aerobic speed. Mm-hmm. It's used a lot in NRL. I don't think they use it in um, NFL or anything. I think they have a bunch of different training systems that they do. Mm. They just have so much gear. But, um, yeah, they use it in NRL. They use it in rugby, rugby league. Um, AFL uses it too because it's interval-based training. Mm-hmm. I love it. And the reason yeah. I love it is because it's shorter intervals. But there has been a bigger increase in people's aerobic power um, when they use this type of training method, mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to like run as long and that. So they, people are steering, especially field-based athletes like soccer, rugby, anything on the field, uh, mm. or, or basketball, and that as well. Um, they're steering away from the long, steady stuff, and they're yeah. going to um, MAS training yeah, style yeah. now. What do you mean by? Um Aerobic power, because I mean, a lot of people wouldn't understand that. Aerobic power is like aerobic, uh, it's like power endurance. Yeah. So, if you think in a soccer game or in a rugby game, you'll do a whole bunch of repeat sprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's your aerobic power. Ah, yeah, okay. Your capacity yeah. to be able to keep doing that. And yeah. that's what we build by doing the MAS stuff. So, um, you could do like uh, at the moment, we do about two sessions a week that would help to improve um, with the MAS. And, um, yeah. Then the other sessions are just all strengths. And, yes, so, so that would probably be my recommendation to implement something like that. If you're mm. at home, be it having fun for running. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you better go get a roller or a ski because those yeah. are the next two things. I like skipping, but the thing that I find hard with skipping in my home gym is the intensity is really difficult to build mm. plus the coordination. You know what I mean? So yeah. if, you, if you're real coordinated, go for the skipping. But if you're not, then running is probably your best friend. Yeah, yeah. No, those are probably the next best things that we'd probably yeah. utilize. Yeah, running's not my friend. <laughs> running, I retired from running. Yeah, yeah. But I, I use I got an assault bike and um, a rower, which I use a lot. Oh, lucky. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, lucky. Um, and then but heaps of box jumps, and then somehow. Yeah, like man, I hated burpees, but then I kind of like like them because they're kind of like. You know, you think you got to drop your weight, you know, I mean, to the ground, then you got to get it up, and then, you know, that's such a simple movement, but damn man, it makes you bleed. So yeah, I, yeah, I understand what you mean about power, um, aerobic or aerobic power. Yeah, that's um, back in the days, eh? There's old yo-yo tests and all that sort of jam, but they used to do yeah. those those yeah. um, what is it? Those forty meter sprints, and then you just walk, recovery, bang. You do another forty meter sprint, then walk, recovery, bang. And you're so right because you can easily just do that on the street or just run down to the park and and do that sort of stuff, yeah. eh? So like when we do our intervals, we just do them on the just outside. We just yeah. got the road outside, just yeah. got a little cul-de-sac out there, and yeah. we just do our intervals out there. And like I think it's only 150 meters all the way yeah. down, so it's not really long. But you don't have to run that far, far, eh? I mean, you could. What sort of distance do you reckon you'd sort of you'd advise sort of people that are at home and want to do? S- sort of that type of work you know I mean what sort of max distance you reckon they should aim for like well it really depends on the session but mm. um so because when we work out the MAS um then 
to improve aerobic power, you need to be working at 100% to 120% yeah. of your um, max aerobic speed. Or like, well, usually they, they work it off VO2 max, but obviously if you don't have any gear, you can just do the time trial and then yeah. just work out what the speed was and then yeah. the average speed and then work off the speeds of those and then, then pick a distance from them. But most of the intervals we will ride up won't really go over three or four minutes on a Monday when we do interval-based uh, weights training. Mm-hmm. And then they don't really go over like seven or so minutes on a Wednesday. It's hard to say, man, because it's like when I do when I do program design, I'll design it for like a volume period. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of volume. So those times might go up really high. Yeah. But then when we go back to an intensity period, those times will drop right down. So those distances will change quite a bit. Yeah. But on average, mostly like around 300 meters, you can you can just run like a shuttle type thing. Or yeah, hundreds of three hundred meters is what we usually aim for. Yeah, yeah. So that's but that that's sort of total max distance eh, that you'd run would be yeah, three hundred meters in, in a yeah, session. So eh? That's a minute. Yeah. So in a minute, when you're going all out, guts for glory, um, yeah. you should be getting close to about three hundred meters Ooh. for guys, and then you're about 280, 250 for chicks. Damn. Um, it's similar on the roller too. So yeah. if you're doing the roller, you, uh, I actually say more. So on the roller, you want to be pulling. Oh, for like minute efforts, you want to be doing like a 130, 125 split and, and just holding that so that you can try to hit that 300 plus meters. Try to get 320, 330 yeah. when I do one minute efforts. But this is like an interval weight strength session. So I yeah. would have done like kettlebell swings first or, and then done that. So yeah. You're under fatigue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What about assault bikes? What, what would you recommend on assault bike for similar, if you wanted to have a similar result yeah. as to rowing or running? Yeah, so um, we make it, just because we run a lot of group stuff, um, mm. we make it time-based. So mostly, like, the efforts, uh, it's, like, about 20 calories per minute Ooh, is, yeah. like a, is, like, a goal. It's that's, pretty hard. That's punchy. That's yeah. a really yeah. high one, um, especially if you do, like, three minutes, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's heaps. Yeah. But um, as they go down, obviously, those calories come up, yeah. and then you need to know your testing so that you can like, all right, so if I did uh, seven minutes worth and then within that seven minutes I got, I don't know, what is six two, 140 calories yeah. or something, that shows me that I'm getting like close to those 20-calorie yeah. efforts um, on my average minute. So then when I do a minute, i got to do more than that. Yeah, or yeah. if I do 30 seconds, way more. Yeah. So, so you hit the, the testing, I just, we always have to test, eh, so we can look at it. Yeah, yeah, so you're, you're, living, in, you're living on the red line a lot then, eh? When you're doing that sort of stuff, um, it's quite funny about the assault bike because I was reading this article the other day, and there were people were debating over the Rogue Eco bike versus the assault bike, and mm. they were saying like the Rogue Eco bike takes longer to get the calories than the assault bike, but the Rogue Eco bike feels more comfortable to ride than the assault bike. So people are like, do, right. I, do I go for comfort and the fact it's harder to get the cows, or do I go for not as much comfort, but I can get to the cows faster. Um, but I guess oh. at the end of the day, they both do the same thing. But it's quite funny seeing those sort of debates and discussions online, which oh. is kind of cool because people come and ask me like, hey, man, what do you reckon about? And I was like, bro, at the end of the day, they're going to burn calories. And if you push yourself really, really hard, you're going to sweat and your heartbeat's going to be the same. Um, and plus, you don't want to get a rogue eco bike because it will cost you tons of money to get it into the country anyway. So um, it's quite funny those sort of, discussions that kind of pop up on instagram especially on the page and stuff yeah yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. We're um we're results driven. So calories all day, bro. Yeah, <laughs> man, honey. <laughs> Mate, yeah, it doesn't matter how. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you're getting it. Hey, how you're getting it to that target? Yeah. It's just like you're just gonna go for it. Hey, I think that's like real. RMs, yeah, I'm pulling it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Don't I don't know if that's a Kiwi mentality. Yeah, hey? we're kind of like, but but nuts on that sort of stuff. Like, bro, I'm going for man. What did you say? Five hundred cows? Yep, yep, yep. I got it. I got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you just kind of like just just crunch it out, eh? Hey? Yeah. Hey, there's, oh, there's one. I just want to touch one of your posts, and I was talking about. Which maybe it's it's quite a good time to to sort of expand on it, and I was around the um, the eight week challenges and boot camps. I thought on your Insta you'd oh, mentioned yeah. a story about that. I'm, I'm sort of thought, oh man, it'd be really good to discuss that because of say level three for ever how long, and then level two that you may have this mad rush of people going like, hey, I'm going to do boot camp. Yeah. But you had some really really valid points, which I thought yeah. it'd be quite good to expand right. expand on here in regards to it, and then sort of. Um, it was just a really interesting post, man. I thought, man, I'm going to ask him about that because I hadn't considered, I hadn't thought of it myself. Like, oh, eight week challenges, what's the benefit, you know, for you as a person? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if you if you're happy to dive into that for a few minutes. Yeah, all good. Yeah. yeah, I um, uh, it's such a touchy top subject, and people are so funny. I only got a lot of flack for it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Like, you can't do that. You've got to choose one. You can't just say both are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, well, see, my thing is like I'm, I'm, um, I'm like a big believer that your perspective is the big difference for everything. Mm. So like, whatever I decide, you know, is is based on the, the way that I perceive it, and I mm. can look at it from both sides of the time. That's the greatness of everything. But um, with the eight week challenges, um, honestly, the biggest the biggest benefit you can get from that coming out of something like this is a catalyst, really, man. You can use it. And keep the catalyst to create a routine and a new habit. But yeah. um, I actually just did a post about drives before. And what I mean by drives is like why, you know, like what is your why for doing mm. the things that you do? Because it, it's so um, significant to us to do something when it won't be to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Training for me and my partner is like it must be done uh, for the six days of the week. Mm. And then we get our rest on Sunday. And so someone asked, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but for us, it's like if we don't get the just the six, mm. then we, we haven't achieved it. And we're going to feel like shit by the end of the weekend. And yeah. the six days after that's going to be really hard yeah. because we missed that day the last week. You know, yeah. so we've got a big plan overall for like how that training all works and into it. But, but when it comes to the eight week challenges, I really just would only use them as a catalyst to get you into some type of routine. Yeah. And I wouldn't even, like, because people come onto those things with the hope that, like, oh, I'm going to lose 10 kg, then I'll fit that dress or whatever. And, mm. you know, they, they get too caught up in, like, the short-term fix that it will provide if you do the insane route of eating next yeah. to no food and training your butt off like you haven't been. Yeah. So um, in terms of that, I think that part's a little bit crazy and I just wouldn't um, yeah. recommend that to anyone. Like, go for it if you want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, don't don't use that as the reason why you're doing it. Yeah. Um, and then, if you are going to do it, try to do it with the incentive that I'm going to be creating a healthy routine from this. Yeah. And when I ran my egg challenges, I was running through the training, and I did it mainly because I was like, I wanted to teach people more about how it was this training is done. Yeah. Um, how to manipulate movements, um, how to move, because a lot of them just came, like, you know, people at the woodwork they haven't trained before. Yeah. So I just try and use it for those reasons. With 
you know, the whole overview of like maybe you might lose a bit of weight. Yeah, yeah. Some people look great. But people are so resource-driven that they see a hot chick that used to be fat on the internet, you know, yeah. and just like, wow, I'm, I need to do that. So if you do, then the catalyst is what you need from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, that was, that was my takeaway from it was like it's the first step to something else. You know, it's not the last step to where you want to be, you know what I mean? Um, and I said, like, I, and I agree with you 100% and that a lot of people jump on the eight-week challenges and 12-week challenges. A fair number of them, a, a proportion of them won't see it out and then a proportion of them will see the, it to the end but then they'll go back to old ways and then some will continue on that journey. But I guess that's sort of like life in general across the board and lots of things that you're going to have percentage of people in a group are going to do A, certain are going to do B, and some are going to do C. And it's not a quick – I've never thought of them as being a quick fix if you're looking for a, a lifestyle change and you thought that in two months yeah. that was going to change your life forever, but you didn't continue it on. You know, All you've yeah. done is just forked out a whole heap of money to somebody and then they've done their best to try and get you over the line and then you've, you've made that choice yourself. And I guess that comes down to individual choices. People are like that. Human beings are – a frail in that respect, like they'll, they'll look for instant gratification and, and then, hey, yeah, cool. I want yeah. to. It's not going to be for everyone, but it's going to be for someone. But I, I think the the key thing is like it's that small group or that group, say Group C, who decide to continue on. That's where you know you can sort of see those rewards and those sorts of things because you've helped someone you know start out in that journey and then boom, they go on and they do another two, three, four, yeah. and then all of a sudden three years later they're still going really strong and they've changed their life and they're super ha- happy and healthy and all the rest of it, eh? Yeah. So it's um it's interesting. I just thought oh, it'd be good to touch on you in regards to that. So um, if, it, if people want to... Yeah, I think it's just so, um, so perspective-driven because mm. like, people come and join those things for whatever reason, but mm. it, like initially it's an underlying why of, of when they join it. You know, mm. they've got their own why about why they came across inside them for that very moment, and then that's why they usually end up joining. Yeah. Um, and then some of them see it through, and some of them don't see it through. But, but like, I really like their money. See, when I've done them in the past, like I said, like my incentive mm. is not for money. My incentive is not for um, trying to get more people to come train with me. It was mm. just to try and teach just that small group how to move really well. Yeah. Um, the benefits of training like this and the best ways to train. And very, very simple as well. See, I never did any crazy stuff when I trained them. And mm. I didn't give anyone diets either. Yeah. I gave them ideas, but I was, kind of, I was trying to implement new lifestyle patterns. And yeah. so, yeah, so like, I guess for some people, it is a bit of like, it's, it is going to change their life a little bit. Mm. But like you said, like, it's, it's not a significant change sometimes and not something mm. that they can usually sustain or they just choose not to once they finish it. If you want to make substantial change to your life, whether it's around diet and training and for healthy living, my personal belief is you're looking at at least 18 months investment and in following something that is planned out. And it's not, you know, you're not looking for those shortcuts and acceleration. And although, as you yeah. mentioned, crazy diet where you're on limited calories and you're really, you know, but I think you need to spread that out because you want to learn, eh? You need to learn yeah. as you go along. Um, as yep. to as to why as to the why and then why Kaz is mm-hmm. saying do you know mentioning this and that and then you get more comfortable you should be able to go hey Kaz what do you think of this I'm like ten months in 
I've got, you know what I mean? Like they have that sort of yeah. relationship. Hey, I think that's where changes happens for people. Definitely. And I've been able to do that as well with some people. The hard thing though is um, like 12, like you say, near 18 months um, and the 12 week challenge. And even like the six month one, I just feel like it wouldn't be enough time mm. to, to really like, that's what I've found is the eight week challenges that I ran were just too short and really teaching someone because yeah. I still get people coming up to me and asking like, is it good to eat a banana? <laughs> is it good to yeah, train? Yeah. Like, is it got bananas got too much calories and stuff? And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. This is not what I taught you. And you know, like, you have to go back to basics again. And it's like a yeah. whole bunch of stuff that I understand a particular way that yeah. it take me a long time to really get over to your side, so you really understand it. So when it comes to program design, um, nutrition selection, mm. those things will seem a bit more. Um, ordinary and mm. they, won't, they won't seem so complex because a lot of yeah. people overcomplicate overcompl- things yeah. you know so. and I think um, and you mentioned that diet's one of those areas or nutrition because it's you know you get so many different uh, the rage you know what I mean like um, yeah. paleo to you know fasting to ketogenics and then to carnivore and all the rest and to be fair and you, I think you just got to find out what works for you like nutrition wise yeah. because certain things just won't work for me and I know that and then like like carnivore works for me. Like I can eat just meat and I'm happy to and, and, and my body doesn't lose any energy. Um, I don't feel any adverse effects and it works for me, but I, I know it doesn't work for other people. And then yeah. um, keto works for me as well, but I modify it and fasting works for me as well. But again, I modify it and I don't like, you know, it's just, it just they, they kind of a blend of three kind of work. And yep. it's just finding because people do ask me similar to you, and they'll ask me, and and I'm I'm no expert in that field or have that knowledge base that you do, but I I just tell people like man, just find what works for you, and then just follow it, and whether it's a blend, then go ahead, and then I just offer suggestions, say hey, but what, and I always have the caveat of, I mean, remember this works for me, I, I, my yeah. I I have a different metabolism and a different. Yeah. digestive system compared to you and and so you just have to discover what what works and then yeah. find people like yourself or other people out there that kind of have a really strong knowledge base and just go and ask them because i think that at the, i yeah. think there's far too many um i'm gonna jump in there i think there's far too many cowboys cowgirls out there um that are on social media um selling or promising bs stories around how you can get from this to that in, in eight to 12 yeah. weeks and then oh you can do this you can you know you eat like this you eat like that and i'm like i'm just not a big fan of all those that, that sort of side of the social media platform 100%. Yeah. yeah and you'd see it like i mean you'll see it more because you're in that game you know what i mean so you'd be like i'm sure you and your partner be like bro look at these guys what the hell they're like just they're selling snake oil yeah, i see it all the time as well um it's really hard but you know like you just we just need lots of people to just do what you do and your experiences are all you can relay back to them. Mm. And it's good that you say, like, this is what works for me. And that's yeah. what people should be focusing on with all that stuff is find something that works for you and try yeah. everything. That's fine to do as well. Yes. Yeah. Like, I come from a family of people who are overweight. You know, like, mm. just lots of us are overweight and obese and, like, um, even lots of friends and that. Mm. And then, then there's the extended part of people that have trained before and they come at me with, like, I've heard of all these people I've heard of the randoms diets. Yeah, yeah. The baby food diet, the cookie diet, the, you know, like all of these <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
like, what are you talking about? And yeah. the thing that's the problem is that they see someone do well with it or they see someone spouting crap online mm. saying, like, do this, and then in 12 weeks you can get that. Yeah. Um, and they, they forget about the, the massive fact is, one, everyone knows what healthy food is. Choose to neglect what that is. You know, yeah, like yeah. you've known since you were a kid. Yeah. Everyone says it. Eat your greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, from when you're a kid, and then you know, like yourself, you don't want to eat that, then choose something else and go down that path and mm. find out if it works for you. But, um, that's the biggest problem is there's a lot of people asking too many questions, and not a lot of people trying, and a lot of people sticking to it. So, yeah. by the time they try something after two, three weeks, it's really hard to sustain, yeah. Know? And then, then they're like, I'll, I'll just try something else, or I'll yeah. just go back to what I was doing. I enjoyed that, but yeah. the big take home is what works for you and like yourself. What mm. do you enjoy? Yeah, hundred percent. I thought it'd be good, like to also have a bit of a chat about. I mean, you and your partner, you guys are really into fitness, and uh, just jog my mind and goes your training regime and how you guys operate, and you guys are training six <laughs> days a week. Um, she's got her own Instagram page, eh? Is it uh, the training one? Any one, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you guys are really big in the fitness, and I mean, must be fantastic. Obviously, to have that in the house, and especially for you, you know, for your kids to see that and all the rest of it. But how does you know you guys train together a lot? Do you guys? How does it kind of work in in, in the home front and that with your kids and and you and your partner? Because as I mentioned earlier, there's I mean, it's humanly impossible to have eighteen abs between two people in your house. Okay, um, so. <laughs> So that must be that must be awesome, bro. They have a partner who's like handy into the same passion that you're into, you know, into fitness, training, and and health and well being and all the rest of it. Eh? Yeah, it's um, it's definitely. Uh, we were talking about it this morning. Is um, lots of people are complaining that they're starting to lose motivation. Mm. And I think that plays a massive part in it. Um, we I don't know if it's just because we just have this synergy. But we always seem to be opposites or on the same page when it comes to the training. Yeah. And we've always um, prioritized it. She's really good because, see, what, for me, I have to have a sport. Um, when yeah. I've got a sport, I, I, training is so easy to mm. do. Um, but when I don't have a sport, it's quite hard for me to just keep continuously training. So yeah. with her, she can do that. So yeah. she's done that since we've met. It's like um, every day she'll be really for a training session, mm. she, she does have a mindset though where she's like, let's get it out of the way today, you know, like yeah. it just needs to be done. Yeah. But it's it's on the prioritization list up there in the shower our training system. Yeah. So, yeah, so, and, and then the other thing we're lucky with is like there's a lot of couples that um, they they don't train well together. So yeah, yeah. yeah. They disagree with a lot of things and one of them's like, one of them trains a little bit more than the other one, and he suggests a lot of stuff. But yeah. does does he really know? And his partner questions it. So yeah, yeah. You know, fall into that kind of trap where yeah. I'm quite lucky. I've been training her since the start, and yeah. um, really hard with kids. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got a newborn. You know, yeah. she's five months now. I'm going on six months, and um, when she doesn't want to have a bar of it, oh man, that's when one of us just has to, you know, pull the short straw and go do it. And then yeah. my son just wants to be involved. In of it yeah yeah so he's a, oh, so he's a plane <laughs> yeah so he's just um he's just trying to do it all and uh yeah so we usually will take turns yeah at the moment but um when we go to the gym yeah we just try to train together we're very competitive yeah snacks, so <laughs> we do like circuits and stuff yeah. i remember doing a circuit with her over in australia I, I literally was angry at her for 
probably the whole afternoon because she said she was ahead of me in yeah. one of the rounds. Yeah. I was like, no way, there's no way. Because we were yeah. lifting the same weights and stuff. And I was just like, how, how can you be ahead of me? I was just in denial, I guess. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, you're quite normal if you experience that too. <laughs> but um, that's good. It's a driving force look at it that way yeah yeah no that's cool i mean that's um awesome for the home front especially for the kids because yeah i'm the same like my oldest is she comes in as a jam and uh, and then like my partner my wife her brother and sister-in-law own a, a gym down in wellington they've been oh, cool. doing heaps of online stuff like classes and so the oldest daughter she jumps in and and does them you know the classes online um which is really cool and i jump in with her after i've done my training and just so that we're still going together and but our youngest day, man, and I've said I've said in a, lots of pods recently. It's like, man, she just loves it, and then she thinks it's the best playground in the world, mate. And they're like <laughs> jumping all over stuff and wants to swing in on this, and um, oh, yeah, I know what you yeah. Mean. So it's kind of cool. I, I really enjoy it. And then, like, obviously, my wife, she's well, she can't train at all at the moment, but you know, she likes her boxing and all that sort of jazz. So I think it's sort of mm-hmm. it's cool to have that in, in the household where you got both, you know, partners are you know really into it. And I train like every. I'm similar to you guys, man. I'm like six days a week, uh, maybe even yeah. seven. I might even go like 13 days straight before I even have a rest. And then I'll, I'll oh, just yeah. completely forgot. And then, oh, man, I have a bit better have a rest today. But my wife's just like, she's pretty, like, she just goes, man, nah, it's, it's me and Azza. You just go, go in there and just do it and you just train. And I, I kind of like do it because yeah. the kids. And I sort of like, mm. you know, and, and I, I really enjoy it. So, and we're funny, we're, we're, we're kind of competitive as well. Crack up as though, because she's got all this background in BJJ and all the rest of it. But she, she tries to like leg lock me and and um, take me down, and 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 she does, <laughs> and she does. So yeah, that's pretty mean. But hey, just oh, quickly too, we might as well jump into the BJJ side of things because that's your your yeah. new passion and sport, eh? And you're training out of. Are you still training out of Pakatana? Are you with the Cora Boys, eh? Yeah, the Cora Boys. So yeah. uh, Brad Porter's my um, coach. Yeah. And um, I haven't. I, I go back there every now and then now because um, we're up in the mountain now. Yeah, but okay. I've been training at Mount Mumu Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, um, that's just around the corner. So I just go up there, get my sparring sessions in, and then um, yeah. I go back to Brad every now and then just to help me off my comps. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's been pretty good. I really love it. Eh? Like, yeah, yeah. I was saying before that um, I just love puzzles. So yeah, JJ is another puzzle, and yeah. It's a literal human chess game, you know, yeah. chess chess game. Sorry, with two S's, yeah. but um, you have to know, like you you know, all yeah. that stuff with partner and that. But, yeah, um, you just got to know what's coming, uh, what are the potential outcomes of doing this, you mm. know, and, and then obviously the physicality of it is doing it under fatigue. Yeah, so it's almost like uh, playing chess on a salt bike. <laughs> oh yeah, well so, that's a good description because yeah. the salt bike sucks. It <laughs> sounds awful then. <laughs> Um, so was it, how, how was the, I mean, how long you've been doing it for? Um, I've been doing it for a year. So yeah. I started in October the year before, 2018. Yeah. And then, yeah, so 2019 and then to all about now, I guess. So just over a year. Yeah. Coming up to two years. Yeah. I love it. Because it's, 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 um, yeah, it's, um, the training sessions, they are mad. I heard they're like crazy. Like they're just, yeah. there's so much new strength, they, that you've got to find. Like, I mean, my understanding, like, especially if you're doing going gi to gi and that, like all that ripping and the yeah. gripping and stuff like that, and you don't realize how yeah. kind of weak your fingers are, <laughs> you know, until you're like, what yeah, the bro, fidge? Like, and, actually, and, I think um, I've become a good friend with the rope at the gym. <laughs> oh, yeah. This helps with the um, grip strength. And then you can chuck your gi over the, the bars as well and 
on, yeah. on a gear and that. So that's been cool. But yeah. you're so right. It's um, it's really hard the aspect of like trying to incorporate the judo into it, the throws and that. Um, as you level up, like you kind of play, you, you kind of play to conserve a lot more. So yeah. uh, anyone who starts, they'll know that in that first kind of like white belt and the start of the blue belt, it's just so much. Um, work that you're doing that you don't really need to do and as you get further into the game you learn like quicker ways to you know submit the opponent or get them to where you want to get them or start on the ground and make them come to you so yeah yeah. I think I just think it's amazing man there's there's this every session I've ever done I've always learned something so it's just never ending I've never gone and been like I know all that already (laughs) I go there and then all of a sudden there's a detail that I must and oh yeah, this changes everything, just the small hand movement or whatever. And then you get the likes of Brad and he is a um he's old school as well. So mm. <laughs> the training sessions are just they're terrible. When I got graded for the blue belt, that sucked, man. There's um it was BJJ versus MMA. So they could hit you and take you down with their gloves and <laughs> yeah. you just had to try and submit them and not you're not allowed to hit back and yeah. it was just round after round after round and until you're dead, pretty much. So yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I mean, you got goals in it, or anything you want to achieve? Yeah, and yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd like to try and get over to the world champs. Yeah. So I've been working on that at the moment. Um, maybe next year, probably because I, I was looking at the end of this year because mm-hmm. uh, they have Pan Pacifics usually at the end of the year, which is like like a big comp and helps you to get to worlds. Yeah. Um, maybe try that at Blue. I definitely want to get my black belt, but um, yeah, just it's it's a very long process for the belt grading. It takes oh, like the really good guys do it in about six or seven years, but the, if you just kind of like cruise through and just keep going, maybe about ten years, ten to twelve years to get your black belt. So it's a lot of work, eh? To get up there, so a lot of dedication, yeah, eh? Belt, a lot of yeah, yeah, a lot of dedication, eh? And and that sort of sport yeah. to stick at it because yeah, my wife mentioned that it like yeah. The guys that she she um, was rolling with down in Palmy, they were like eight, ten years, and they were still yeah. waiting to get their black, and they weren't in no hurry. You know what I mean? Like they were just yeah. they were just grinding out. And the thing I really enjoy about BJ, what I've experienced, because I've been to the nationals and stuff, because um, my cousins and that have, have competed, and a good friend of mine, his son's pretty amazing. The um, humility, bro. That's what yeah. I like. The real, everyone's real humble as you know. It's kind of even though it's a combat sport. It's not like people are yeah. rolling around being like, oh, I'm the big guy or I'm the best of the best because everyone's just super humble, eh? Like, that's what I really enjoy yeah, about yeah. it, eh? Bro, yeah. That's crazy. And yeah. The, the scary thing is you walk into some gyms and there's like a scrawny little dude and yeah. he just looks like next to nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and he just destroys you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you're just like, holy heck, if this was yeah. a real fight on the street and you somehow got hold of one of my arms, you know? Like, yeah. I just think that's the part that humbles you. It's like you go there and no matter the size, mm. they just will find a way. And I, I versed this black belt, uh, I think it was last year, and he was tiny, bro. Like mm-hmm. he's, he was probably like just a bit taller than one of my smallest cousins. Yeah. And he just destroyed me. It was yeah, like, yeah. He was like Spider-Man, bro. Like yeah, yeah. He just climbed around and I was just like, I, mean, I can't do anything. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was using all my strength and none yeah. of it counts. Yeah, no, it's, it is cool. It's cool to watch, man. It's cool to watch them, especially the young, the young kids go um, at the nationals. When I was there and I watched them last year, and it was like, man, man, these are like 
proper like ninja spiders man they're just going yeah, man. and they just and you're right too it is um it is a um a game of chess you know it, it's it's yeah. not about strength and prowess and all the rest of it it's, it's there's a degree of intellectual ability you must have to be involved in bjj and to jump on the mat man because yeah, it's like and yeah, i was watching so, i was watching some of the yeah. girls the teenage girls man and they were like amazing and i was like what the fetch see yeah. because so, yeah, my, my oldest she's been to a couple of bjj classes here in auckland up in gray lynn just before COVID 19 and she really really enjoyed it and we we're kind of like yeah. real keen to sort of um after COVID to get her involved in that for not only like just not to teach her how to fight but more about to defend and then just to like you know that she can back out of a scenario if like, oh yeah man i'm out yeah. of here you know what i mean like it's not and which oh, is a cool thing, thing man. yeah like, i can't wait my son does it with me all the time yeah. and we just practice little simple little things but yeah i mean when you look at the way fighting has evolved in the last few years mm. the last decade of fighting and how much it's evolved um it changes you know like the school fights back in the day would have changed heaps if the kid that got stuck underneath new bjj all of a sudden it's comfortable back yeah because that's the most dangerous position to be in is if if you've got someone in bjj and they're on their back and they know what they're doing mm. you're a bit screwed you know you got to get past the legs first too and if yeah. he knows how to invert and move to the other position and control yeah. one of your limbs then yeah man it changes the whole game and yeah. your kids can learn that stuff even up to just like uh, um, six weeks of mm. training bjj your kid will know so much more than the yeah. kid that hasn't done bjj yeah, so we're pretty keen to do that, and she she's always cheering on my wife. Like we we were like this before she done a knee, man. I don't know how many times she had me in ankle locks, <laughs> like all oh, sorts no. of jam. I was like, what the fitch? Dangerous. I oh, know, man. I was like, what the fitch? She's just cracking up, eh? So yeah, no, we're thinking about like yeah, get the oldest involved, and she really she did really enjoy it when she went along to the the classes and stuff like that. So I think it'd be That's sort cool, of good man. for the future. And, yeah, I'll see you there. Yeah, man. I probably would have been there when you were at the Nationals. I was at Nationals. That was a, that was a mean couple of fights I had. And then I, I just did Oceania's as well. That was heaps of fun. No, it's, t- it's taken off your ace. It's massive, right? BJJ. Um, yeah, and it's really nice taken track. off across the world. Oh, UFC, sorry. Um, yeah. But yeah, BJJ has taken off and it's really big here, right? There's tons of clubs and heaps yeah, of people man. doing it now. It's and- to be, yeah, it's, it's just so awesome. And then I think, yeah, like you say, Adesanya has really put us on the map for fighting sports. And, yeah, um, everyone started to just unleash in those areas. So that's nah, cool to see. Really yeah, cool. yeah. No, it is cool to see because um, not everyone wants to play rugby or league and stuff like that too. And there's, you know, as you said, like size isn't an issue. You know what I mean? You don't have to be, you know, hundred kgs. You know, you could be yeah. seventy five and seventy five yeah. persons taking down it's the hundred k. Small man sport. So yeah. Like the small guys, they always win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just they can move their body into positions. So they can fit through little holes that we can't fit. No, we have no. to make the holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. That's pretty mean to watch, bro. Yeah, no, it's mean. Hey, anyway, we better wrap it up. Hey, it's um taking up an hour of your time, and you you probably got things to do <laughs> and that. So um just bro, thanks for coming on, man. Awesome to talk to you and but heaps of knowledge as well that you've got. We probably can talk for ages, especially around training, strength and conditioning. I mean, that's a I'm an amateur in that space, but I love talking about it with people and especially someone who's doing it 24-7 as you are. So it's mean. And then heaps of good tips and stuff like that, especially for people that are at home, um, jamming at home, and there's other things that you can do. And But, you know, thanks, bro. Thanks for coming on. Good to see you after so many years. And, um, yeah, man, crack up as. So that's us at um, Everyday Garage Gym NZ. 
uh, signing off with um, Kaz Adams. Thanks, bro, for coming on the show. Everyone safe and healthy, and peace out, man.